ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Alrighty, Andrew, you know, every time I hear that intro, boy, I just, uh, it makes me smile. It, I could be having a really bummer of a day, and then I hear that intro, and I'm like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yep, yep, makes you smile, doesn't it? It does, it does. All right, hey, I am Chris Perry, the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. That voice on the other end that you hear there, that's Andrew Majorkirth, the assistant general manager, director of ice procurement, and music master maestro uh, at the University of Oklahoma. You also played, uh, weren't you the announcer the other night? I was the announcer Friday night. Special senior night announcer, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, how are you on this wonderful po- I am, post-hockey weekend evening? You know what? I am just peachy. Just peachy. Have you recovered I, yet? Oh, no. I'm still worn out from this weekend. <laughs> I'm still worn out. Oh, it's a lot of standing around, huh? Lots of lots of hockey this weekend, that's for sure. A lot of hockey, a so, lot of sticking fingers in dikes and uh, trying to keep blo- blo- keep the water from going through the dam. That's right. Trying to make stuff happen. Yikes. Yep, yep. One, yeah, jack of all trades and a master of none, right? The Andrew Majorkirth, the little Dutch boy. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's get to it. The week that was in the Western Collegiate Hockey League, we had uh, two non-conference affairs, and we had two conference affairs. Andrew, where would you like to start? Well, what if we start out there with our friends at Missouri State? Let's do it. Missouri State. All right. Let's do it. Missouri State. Um, the uh, Northern Illinois, the Huskies of Missouri State uh, showed up. They are ranked number 66 in the nation. They play in that uh, new upstart league out of, based out of St. Louis. The Midwest College Hockey Conference is what they call it, MCH. They're, the commissioner of that conference is a real dipstick and a half. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a, what do you call him, Andrew, a ding-dong? He's a real yeah, ding-dong. He's real, yeah, he's a real ding-dong, a real dud. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of explosives you could say in there. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's not use too many of them because he, he'll yeah. get his feelings hurt. Yeah. Um, all right, so number 66, Northern Illinois at number 39, Missouri State. And those turned out to be two Missouri State wins over the weekend, huh? That did. It did. Tons of uh, tons of shots by Missouri State. 53 on Friday and 63 on Saturday. Oh, my goodness. So the boys were firing the puck. I was just impressed. The game, the scores on Friday night, it was uh, Missouri State 5-3 to three over NIU, and then on Saturday it was a 7-4 to four victory. I wasn't surprised that Missouri State swept. I kind of expected that. Um, the, the shocker was that NIU scored seven goals. Well, yeah, I was kind of – I figured that Missouri State was going to split, and I was kind of like you. I uh, I thought it would be a little more lopsided, you know, 6-1, 5-1, stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah. But, hey, it is what it is. They got wins. They got wins, They and they needed them. Yes, they needed the wins. They got it. They know what they need to do to make that push at Nationals if they're going to try to get there, and uh, by God, they did it. Yeah, well, good for them. I know that Northern Illinois uh, plays a very rough, and uh, they're they're out of DeKalb, Illinois, which is, I guess, far west Chicago. 
and um, NIU has a is is gaining a reputation for being kind of a gritty. Not gonna say, not gonna say dirty, but what's between gritty and dirty? Uh, chippy, chippy. Yeah, maybe. Hey, there you go, chippy. They're they're getting a reputation as being kind of a chippy team. They're uh, um, the first year in the uh, in ACHA Division One. They played a couple of years at the ACHA Division Two level. Um, many years there and they've also got a division three team and so uh, the transition is kind of um, to division one standards and division one play is 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 kind of rough here for NIU right now they're winning a couple of games but um, not an awful lot so yeah I don't know if uh, I don't know if you want to bring that chippy uh, edgy game into the WCHL because the WCHL teams have been around a while and they'll smack you if you get too out of hand right there you go that's exactly right They've, uh, I, th- I think we kind of, in the Western Collegiate League, we kind of uh, invented <laughs> chippiness. In yeah, we, yeah, you're not going to beat us at our own game, that's for sure, that's, right? You know, when, when we go to nationals or when we just travel around with the country, you always hear about all those teams out west. They play a physical game of hockey, a physical brand. And you're like, uh-huh, that's what it's we the only do. Way to do it. It's the only way to do it. Exactly right. Exactly it's right. It. It's the only way to do it. All right. Any any more else on Springfield? Um, uh, two wins on the ice. I'm sure they got two wins off the ice with huge crowds. Yep. Yeah. What to say? Oh, thirteen forty six on Saturday. Whoa. And a and a thousand fifty six on Friday. So yeah, cha-ching, they win. Cha ching. Yeah, they won the off ice game and they won the on ice game. Good for them. Stan Melton must be uh, must be very proud and uh, good for Jeremy Law that he's getting uh, the guys winning. Um, you know, it's too bad that, uh, they weren't winning a little earlier, but, um, you know, Hey, they're setting the tone for, for next season. So that's good. That's yeah, no doubt. I also saw on social media somewhere, I forget where it was, might've been Instagram, might've been Facebook, might've been somewhere where they've already announced that Brady Griffin and Josh Bell are coming back for their fifth year. Really? Yeah. So that's that's, huge huge for them. That is huge for them. So, uh, they're, they're already looking forward to, uh, to the 2020, 2021 season. Yeah, Josh Bell's a good little player, and so's uh, Brady Griffin. Yeah, he is. I mean, he, he just asked Adrian last year, right? He made them uh, pucker up just a little bit. Yeah. yeah, he made them sweat it out for a while. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. So Northern Illinois skates all the way down from DeKalb to Springfield, takes two lumps on the forehead, and uh, gets the heck out of Dodge. Yep. And that's what happens when you come down to play the big boys. Yeah, bring a, you want to beat them at their own game, it's not going to work. There you go. All right, the other uh, non-conference affair was out in Salt Lake. And once again, it was a uh, WCHL team. This time, Arizona State was on the road, and they went to go play a, a, a relative newcomer to uh, ACHA Division One, uh, number 45, Utah. Arizona State was ranked number 20th in the nation at the time. And uh, those games turn out to be two ASU wins, a 7-4 to four win over the Utes on Friday night, and then a 5-2 to two ASU win on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So I had I, I thought Arizona State would pull the uh, sweep out on this one, but yeah, I was a little I was a little hesitant in that just because the uh, weekend before they kind of took a couple lumpings from UNLV, so I didn't you didn't really know what to kind of expect when they went out there, but the boys went out, took care of business, and brought back two wins. Yeah, hey, good for them, good for them. The uh, I'll, I'll say this: I, I watched a little bit of the of the game, and Utah is just uh, you know they're new and they're it's tough I think to recruit kids to Utah. 
uh, yeah. to come play there. Now, Arizona, Arizona State don't have that problem because who doesn't want to go skate in sunshine all the time, right? Flip-flops oh, exactly. and wands yeah. and beer and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Utah. Mm. Utah. Utah, you're you're leaving with multiple wives and the whole nine yards. And oh, God, look at you! Don't go there. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. on, <laughs> Andrew, don't, don't don't go. <laughs> Man, we're gonna get in so much trouble. You, That's all right. Utah, Utah will be in our conference next year, Andrew, and you can't say that kind of stuff then. Well, we can't say it then. We can say it now. They're, they're not in our conference right now. For the record, that was Andrew Majorkirth who said that. Uh, <laughs> you, you realize? Uh, have you ever been to Salt Lake? Uh, only flying through. I don't think I've ever stopped. It's a, it's a beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous city. I've always heard you, it's a place to go see. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. I had to, um, this is going to sound dumb, but, uh, oh geez, what is it now? Probably 23 years ago, 24. I'm just trying to think cause my son had just been born. Um, I had to go out there for like a couple of weeks of depositions for a gigantic case that I was working on at the time. And uh, the thing that struck me was their city blocks are just humongous. When they say, yeah. oh, it's just three blocks away, you're thinking, yeah, I can walk that, right? Yeah, normal, n- normally it's six blocks away for a normal city. Oh, this is like a block is a half a mile long. You know, it's mm-hmm. insane. And their, and their streets are like four times wider than normal streets, especially in downtown Salt Lake. And the rumor is supposedly that's because Brigham Young – could walk arm in arm with all of his wives and, yeah. not, and, and they wouldn't touch the curbs. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah. Prop, I, uh, props to them, but what a, what yeah, a great place props to them. Yeah. No, he always, when you say Salt Lake City, that's the first thing you think of, but yeah, I've always heard it's a tremendous place to go visit and, and to live and all that. Yep. Yep. Went there. Uh, in fact, I was there. It was before the Olympics. They're getting uh, prepared for the Olympics. What was that? 2002. That's how uh, old I, I am. Oh. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I, I have a two thousand. I have a, a Salt Lake sweatshirt around here somewhere. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got to see the um, and that was oh hey you'll remember this one. Remember Victor Ignatchev? Yep. Yep. He was playing. He left Oklahoma City to go play for the Utah Grizzlies at the time. He, so he was playing over there, um, and they were in the what was that at the time? The IHL, I think it was. The, yeah, the International League. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, Anyways, good good times, um, and uh, Arizona State gets up there to uh, Utah, which is not a Mormon school. Thank you very much, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Even even though the church is there. Yeah. Oh, I stayed. I, I stayed at, at the inn at Temple Square, uh, which is right across the street, obviously from Temple Square, and uh, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir and all that jazz. And uh, I walked over there a couple of times and, uh, you know, got to see the, the tabernacle practice and stuff, got to see their gigantic, they have a, a gigantic uh, visitor center. And um, I must have gotten uh, offered the Book of Mormon four or five times because uh, they just had, you know, the, they have all their guests, they have them there to hand out. Yeah. And I said, no, that's all right. I, I got a note from the Pope that says I'm still good. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got my pass right here. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, they, they, they didn't like that, but whatever. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. So uh, Arizona state takes two off of uh, Utah. Good for them. Yes. Um, the, the one thing that, that stood out, I, like I said, I got to see some of the, some of the Friday night game. Um, uh, the, the one thing that stood out to me, Andrew, and this is going to sound terrible. Um, the Utah, um, scorekeeper was trying to jip ASU. They, they put the score in and reported it as a six to four ASU win when the score sheet clearly says seven to four. 
Yep. They were trying to steal a goal from the from the Sun Devils. Oh, see you there. Yeah, I know. We we, we yeah. caught it though. We caught it. We got it corrected. Yeah. How about so. uh Adam Havner? Goal and three assist on Friday night. That no kind of stuck out to me. Yeah. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. That kind of stuck out to me there. I saw a uh, a photo online too. Um it was on the ASU Twitter account. And I guess the uh, uh, Arizona State went over. Uh, there was a, 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 a family that fed them while they yeah. were up there. Nice. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty good here. Let's see here. It's um, I'm going to butcher the names here. The Tiede family, T-I-E-D-E. Huh. Maybe it's Tide. But um, uh, there's a picture of the, all the boys sitting in uh, their living room, at, probably with big bellies full of uh, full of a good meal. No, so that's always good to get on the road. They get great yeah. support. Yeah, get on the road and not eating fast food, right? Get uh, anytime, anytime. We've had that happen a few times with us, right? Where parents have yep. catered in meals when we've been on the road and we were running with OU. And uh, so much better than eating the Olive Gardens and the Fazolis of the world, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, it's really good. Yeah, I, even, the, yep. even though those Fazoli breadsticks. Mm. Mm. Don't get me going. Don't get me going. We might yeah, have to take a drive to Ames, Iowa really quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, um, uh, all right. So that's the two non-conference series. Most State sweeps NIU and Arizona State sweeps Utah. Utah, welcome to the WCHL. We'll see you next year, and then we won't be able to make fun of you anymore. We'll have to yeah. take it down yeah, the straight we'll, and narrow. Yeah, we'll have to play nice next season. Yeah, that's all right. Can't, can't talk about the Mormons in their magic underwear or anything like that. So. <laughs> Um, all right. Hey, the next two series, though, were um, Oklahoma. There were con- conference series. Let's start first with uh, Andrew's favorite team of all time, the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah. They face their in-state rival, the Central Oklahoma Broncos, for a home-and-home series Friday night at the Blazers Ice Center, home of OU, and Andrew's uh, rink of choice. And then Saturday night up at uh, the Arctic Edge Ice Arena. Um, so, Andrew, tell us how tell us how that went. The, uh, well, Friday night, I think everybody could agree, was a little bit of a mess. Why do you? Because you were involved in it? Why? Yeah, because I was involved in it. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you were the, the announcer, uh, you were the music man, you were the senior spotlight guy. Yeah, it was senior was, night for Oklahoma. It was senior night for Oklahoma. I was the the maestro of the ceremonies. So the ceremonies were very nice, I might add. And uh, <laughs> They were. They were. They were. Yes. Yes, the ceremonies were very nice, but uh, once the boys got on the ice, they didn't uh, they didn't play very nice with each other. So, oh no, shocker, right? <laughs> I'm stunned. Right, yeah. right, rivals don't like playing one another. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, shocker, right? But no, it was uh, lots of little stuff behind the play and all that. But uh, a low scoring game, and you know, right down three two, right down to the last minute of it. They uh, OU pulled their goalie and. Uh, had a chance to tie it up, but just couldn't get the just couldn't get the thing done. And UCO avails three two, three to two on Friday night at the Blazers Ice Center. We've we've talked before how UCO always plays better at OU's rink, and OU always plays better at UCO's rink. Yeah. Um, on Friday night, what stood out to me was besides the chippiness, it was a very physical game, and I would think most would agree <laughs> that the referees. Um, there was there was one referee who was uh, uh, seasoned, and there then there was another who was kind of brand new to the ACHA a little bit, and 
Um, I don't know if he was intimidated, overwhelmed. Uh, they let the boys play. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. But there was a lot of stuff uh, that went on, you know, after the whistle, behind the play, that kind of stuff that easily could have been. Um, oh, yeah. You just yell at yeah. him and you just let him know I'm watching you. I see it. And they cut that stuff out. But uh, yeah. Officially, there was 11 penalties for 22 minutes. You could have easily probably doubled or tripled that. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, easily. Nobody, easily. Wa- but no, also, nobody wants to see those types of games, right? We had a no, referee. Right. That used to do that. His name was Randy Sapo, and he he would uh, he thought everyone was there to see him, and so uh, oh, yes, he would call thirty three penalties per side, and those games were terrible. Yes. yes, it was awful to watch. Now the thing that stood out to me, Andrew, was it seemed like Central Oklahoma came out, you know, house of fire, and Oklahoma was kind of uh, sleepy to start with, and yeah. then the tables turned in the second period, and Oklahoma seemed to you know wake up a little bit and central kind of went to sleep and it's there at the end. It kind of seemed like central had to hold on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It, uh, I think, and this is kind of a weird little series that these two teams play because it seems like things just kind of come in waves for each side, right? One, one group will get the momentum for a little while and carry the bulk of the play. And then the other team will get the momentum and carry the bulk of the play. And it seems like it's just in waves instead of, you know, sometimes you'll see games and one team will control from the beginning to the end or or stuff like that. But this is kind of a weird little series. How it just kind of comes and goes. It has been this year. Um, the first two periods, it seemed as if there was uh, Central Oklahoma must have had three or four uh, breakaways. They scored on a shorthanded breakaway by Victor Mikhailov. But they also must have had, I don't know, another two or three odd man rushes. It sure did seem as if the uh, Oklahoma defense was pressing a little too hard uh, in in you know, focusing more on offense as opposed to, you know, hanging back. And who knows, maybe that's a little bit of UCO's game plan to kind of cherry pick a little bit. But um, yeah, seemed as, you know, midway through the second and uh, all the third, it seemed as if that kind of stuff got shut down and uh, it was Oklahoma that was putting the pressure on to uh, UCO. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. Yeah. And so then, so that was Friday night. Three to two UCO, and then up in uh, up in Edmond on Saturday night, that turned out to be a four to two UCO victory. But oh boy, what a what a game and what a what an atmosphere that yes. was. Yes, it was. Uh, that was bedlam up there, wasn't it? They had sixteen hundred plus people in the stands up there at UCO for the Oklahoma UCO series on yeah. Saturday, and the place yeah. was packed. We were where you and I happened to be. We were like three or four people deep. Yeah, I was going to say, we were standing behind people down in the corner, probably, what, 15, 20 feet off of the uh, OU bench, and I, we we're still three people back. We had to, had to keep Andrew, just all for all of our loyal listeners, I had to keep Andrew away. There were some uh, young college girls standing nearby that had white claw seltzers, and Andrew <laughs> was trying to sneak a sip or two out of it when, when the girls were too busy talking to one another <laughs> yeah. and not watching the game. He'd try to grab a can yeah. and take a sip, yeah. so... Yeah, yeah, you got to watch me when you get the white claws out. I'm telling you what, watch out there for Andrew. So good times, good times. Yep. Um, it looked like, uh, uh, I mean, that was a that was a good little game. It was two to two after uh, after the first period. No no goal scored in the second period, and then um, uh, they got it like another shorthanded breakaway type of a goal again. They from, did by Mikhailov. I was going to say, wasn't it by Mikhailov? Yep, yep. Mikhailov again got snuck by and uh, and got it. And then there was an empty netter with uh, I don't know fifty seconds left to go in the game. So yeah, Adam Stalzer he had to work his his sack off to get that empty net. Normally, when you get an empty netter, it's a 
you know, the, the puck just floats out to the central, to the, to the uh, neutral zone and you just kind of skate there to get it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. he was, he to, oh, he had to fight guys off just to get a hold of the puck and shot it, what, three quarters of the length of the ice? I don't know, two thirds from the other blue line. Yeah, yeah, he's about, he was probably about, he's right around center ice, maybe a little closer to the offensive blue line for himself. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Bossy, I think it was Bossy that went back and got the puck, wasn't it? And then fired a pass up and the pass was kind of bobbled and Stalzer got it. And, Kind of worked his way around and he had to work through and, some legs and sticks and yeah and finally fired, fired it, it. So yeah, so that was a close game, three two. Yep, yep. Game right up to the right up to the end there. So it was a close little close little game. Could have gone either way, but uh, yep. Yeah, good for UCO. They they pulled two off and uh, yeah, good for those guys. The the the, the thing that um, both goaltenders I thought played well, but uh, how, what were the what were the shots in their injury? Because Bab for Oklahoma had to have taken. 30, 34, 22. Yeah, I was going to say he had to have taken a good one-third more shots than, yeah. than the ECO yeah. goaltender did. And you gotta and you got to feel bad. He, uh, what was it, the second goal UCO scored? It took uh, somebody shot the puck down the ice, and just like every other goaltender, he, he comes out to stop it behind the net, and it took a weird bounce off the uh, corner doors there at UCO's rink and shot out in front of the net and uh, – there was a little bit of a scramble, and I think he ended up knocking it in himself. Yeah, it was one of those. He, he was scrambling, almost got it, but uh, yeah, almost got it. Yeah, you got to feel bad for him because the kid played his butt off all weekend, right? And yep, uh, yep. go a goal like that kind of kind of stinks, but hey, that's why you got to play the games, right? <laughs> you never, you never, you never know what's going to happen. That's right. That's right. Hockey's a uh, hockey. Something new happens almost every time. Yep. So that's why they play the games. All right, so UCO sweeps Oklahoma and takes all six points in that uh, weekend series. The other uh, conference series was going on up in uh, the Rocky Mountains. Colorado and Colorado State faced off against one another. Um, Colorado went to Fort Collins on Friday night to take on uh, CSU, and then CSU returned the favor and went down to Boulder on Saturday. Um, Normally... The Saturday game is a late night affair. It's played in prime time around eight o'clock, seven thirty. But um, because there was a scheduling snafu between the um, Colorado men's one team and the Colorado men's two team, and the men's two team apparently the men's one team did not schedule the night, and uh, until until later in the season, and so uh, the Colorado men's two team had the late night prime time slot. In Colorado, then that just meant that they had to go earlier. So the, it was like a yep. six o'clock start. Yeah, it said six thirty on the score sheet. Yeah. So, um, anyways, kind of interesting. Um, those both of those games turned out to uh, those are evenly matched teams. What CSU oh. is thirty seventh in the nation. Colorado was fiftieth in the nation. Both of those games, rivalry games, are close, anyways. But um, yeah, they went to both of them went to overtime. Um, uh, it was a shootout up in, uh, Fort Collins on Friday night, two to one, uh, sent, uh, uh, Colorado state, uh, ends up winning that one in a shootout. And it was, I think it went five rounds, five or six rounds. I forget. And, uh, before, uh, it was, uh, oh, Mark Cancini who, who finally Mark put it away. Yep. We've talked a lot about him this season. Yep. And then, uh, and, and of course we, we talked about it again with Joe Morgan, 
He did. He did it again in in. in uh, he did it again in in the shootout. There's always at least one of the three shooters comes down and he's looking at the puck. And Morgan, instead of standing his ground, dives out there and poke checks it away. And like he, a, he did it on the third shooter, like a like a charging butterfly. Yeah, there you go. So uh, he he surprised the uh, the Colorado fellow for sure. Yeah. So how about that? Yeah. How about these two teams? Two overtime, one shootout. I mean. What a dogfight these games were. Yep. Saturday down in Boulder, it was a 3-2 to two Colorado State win, but that did go to overtime, and uh, CSU won it on in overtime. I think it was Miller um, who, score, who scored the winning goal there, Andrew. Yep, Miller. Yep, I heard him. Now, the, the, the gritch that I had was, um, obviously, we were at the uh, – we were at the Oklahoma UCO game. And so we're trying to, we're watching it every now and then I didn't see, I saw that it went to overtime. I didn't see the end of it, but I'm watching it. I, I pull it up again on my phone and it says a final score four to two CSU. And I'm like, come on. Yeah. You know, four to two. Okay. It went to, I should have known better, but um, anyways, it, it, I, I didn't, the, the scorekeeper on the, on the score bug there had a, had a little problem. So, and it caught me because I announced it on the on our Twitter account as four to two, and then I had to come back and correct it because I was a dummy. Uh, you know, it happens. Yeah, commissioner, he sucks every now and then. Yeah, so. it happens. But yeah, no dogfight here for sure. But yeah, good for Colorado State. They they worked through it and got two wins. Yeah, yeah, kind of crazy. So the the wild thing is, you know, six points are on the line. CSU walks away with four of the six points, and uh, Colorado gets the other two. Um, and so just when you thought, um, uh, you know, Colorado was done earning points, um, they, they, they surprised you. <laughs> yep. Here they are. So, um, all right. So there we go. So that was the week that was in the WCHL. And what that means is, is every team except for two has now completed all of their conference games. Um, the two that, that are left to play, that's Arizona and Arizona state. They'll take care of their commitment. Um, this upcoming week, they have a pair of games down in Tucson, but Central Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Missouri State, Colorado State, and Colorado, they're all done now with their WCHL season. And um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start from the bottom in, our, in terms of the standings. Colorado finishes in last place. They're going to have, what, a point uh, a 13.7 win percentage. Yep. They, have, they have won one game on the entire season. That was a game at Missouri State. Uh, I think it was one of their their opening weekend of the season. Yeah, and, it was early in the season. Yeah, and that was it. So they finished the season with one win, 12 losses, and four overtime or shootout losses. Um, so they got a total of seven points. Colorado State will finish in sixth place with a 29.4 win percentage. They had two conference wins, uh, regulation wins, four overtime or shootout wins, 10 regulation losses, and one overtime or shootout loss for a total of 15 points. Missouri State's going to finish fifth with a 39.5 win percentage. They had five wins, one overtime or shootout win, eight losses, and two overtime or shootout losses on the season for a total of 19 points. Um, Oklahoma is going to finish fourth in the conference. They will have, uh, with a 54.3 win percentage, um, they had nine conference wins, two overtime or shootout wins, eight conference losses and no shootout losses or overtime losses. So that's good to finish yep. with 31 points. Um, Central Oklahoma, their season is done, uh, at least as it pertains to the Western Collegiate Hockey League. They'll finish with a 61.6 win percentage uh, with 11 wins, one overtime win, 
let's see here, six regulation losses and two overtime losses. Um, however, they they may finish, depending on what happens this week, and they may finish in either second or third place. Arizona is in second place. Right now they have 35 points with a 68.6 win percentage, and Arizona has already clinched the WCHL regular season championship. They've got 12 wins, one overtime win, two uh, regulation losses, and an overtime loss for uh, a total of 39 out of 48 points. In uh, U of A and ASU will face off. They're, they'll play their last two conference games uh, this upcoming weekend. So there we go. Uh, the champions are Arizona. Uh, number two and number three, those spots uh, are still up in the air. I think yep. I think we we found there's a neat little website that someone pointed out to us that uh, said that Arizona State chance has a sixty percent chance of being number two, um, and that Central Oklahoma has a sixty percent chance of being number three. Um, so that's probably where it'll end up. ASU and Central, um, and then uh, Oklahoma will finish fourth, Missouri State fifth, Colorado State sixth, and Colorado seventh. Hard to believe, Andrew, that the season, it, it just started, it seemed like, and now it's over. I, I know. I know. I was sitting here listening to you uh, go through those stats, and I was like, holy smokes, like we were just talking about this thing getting started yeah. not too long ago. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy, yep. crazy. All right. Well, yeah, went by fast. Any, anything to add there on the um, on the standings? I don't. I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see what happens this weekend here, though. We'll see uh, if Arizona State holds on to that number two slot or not. Ooh, boy, we might have to talk some predictions here after the uh, after the the little break. But before we take the break, Andrew, let's let's do let's change things up. Woo-hoo. And let's go for Andrew's three stars of the week. Do you have three stars? I should have asked before I, I played the harp. I have got three stars. All right. Well, here here we go then. So. This is Andrew's three stars of the week. Andrew, give us star number three. Star number three, number 30 from Colorado State University, Joe Morgan, the goaltender. Wow, very nice. So he faced uh, 61 shots, stopping 58 of them for a 95% save percentage. Wow. So, and not only a 95% save percentage, but two very close games, like we said, one one in overtime and one in a shootout. So yep. he had to be he had to be solid all the way through. So yeah, he comes in at number three. Can you imagine that? hundred and thirty minutes of hockey and you're still tied for the most part. Oh, yeah. For the most yeah. part. I mean ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. What a crazy, yeah. crazy all right. Yeah. Joe Morgan so, was number three. So Andrew's star number two. Star number two, number sixteen from Missouri State, Josh Bell. <laughs> Are you just bringing up people that we've already talked about? You didn't have three stars, did you? I did. I did. I had it. I had it picked out this afternoon. Josh but, Bell. Yeah. All right. Mr. Mr. Bell had two goals and two assists on the weekend here. Well, so, uh, yeah. So two, two guys that have been, uh, been on the three stars list here quite a bit this season for, and rightfully so. Yeah. All right. So Joe Morgan, number three, Josh Bell, number two, that leaves us with one more spot to fill. Andrew, the number one star of the week that was is number nine from Arizona state, Adam Havner. (laughs) So, Oh, what tell us about Adam. Adam had two goals and four assists on the weekend. On Friday night, he had, a goal and three assists, and then he followed it up on Saturday with a goal and assist. Wow, look at that. 
So he was on fire. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think that makes him a newcomer to the three stars list here. I think that is the first time we've uh, mentioned Adam's name here on your three stars list. So good for him. I think it, I think it is. And I, and the other one I'm going to throw out a little uh, little credit to because he was he was very mixed up in those tight Colorado games. I'm going to throw a little shout out to Grant Payne. Yeah, he uh, he he stopped seventy two of seventy six shots for ninety four point seven save percentage on the weekend. So very nice. So just like Joe Morgan, he was on top of it for those for all those games and just didn't get that lucky bounce. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Grant Payne, good 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 for him. And uh, you know, I thought you were going to uh, mention uh, Mr. Mikhailov there from Central Oklahoma, who had I think he had like two or three goals on the on the weekend, and two of them were shorthanded, uh, unassisted goals. Yeah, I think he had. I think I have it written down. Hang on a second. Uh, let's do, see, Mikhailov. Yeah, Mikhailov had two goals and one assist. Okay. So both both of those goals being the shorthanded goals. Insane! Just turned yep. the tide of the game. It did. Really, it did on those games. Yeah, I mean the first the first goal was uh, just set the tone. It just shocked everybody at the Oklahoma rink on Friday night, and then the last goal, the second goal, was the the, the last even strength goal that got. Uh, I don't know if it was even strength. It was the last. Uh, it wasn't an empty netter, but it yeah. decided it was the winning goal on Saturday. So yeah, that was a shorty too. Yep. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Got to decline those penalties against UCO, I guess, huh? <laughs> wave, wave them off. <laughs> uh, all right. So there we go. Our three stars of the week uh, from Andrew, Joe Morgan from Colorado State, Josh Bell from Missouri State, and Adam Havener from Arizona State. You went with the state, all state, all stars. All, all state, all stars. There you go. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, hey, let's hear a uh, quick little break. And then when we come back, let's talk some rankings and uh, get some predictions on the last weekend of the regular season. Sound like a plan? Yeah, that sounds crazy, but yeah. It does sound crazy. It's here. <laughs> it oh, is here. Oh, God. People are going to say, great, that means we don't have to listen to the podcast anymore. Oh, we can keep it going. We can we can BS about a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, we can. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can. Hold on. couple of dangles. Celebrate the biscuit a little. couple of toeies. Don't you want to hit the net, Ferda? Don't be an idiot, Schmel. It doesn't count unless you go Pardowski. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. All right, Andrew, I don't know what just happened there, but uh, I here, you know what? Hold on. I need to hit the horn a little harder, apparently. There you go. There you go. Jeez. <laughs> I, I thought I was missing out on some audio there. Yeah, no, no, no. That was just me. All I heard was... Uh, that was just me. I was a little late. It was a delayed penalty on me. So, jeez. <laughs> all right, Andrew. Hey, the, the rankings that came out, learned smart listeners to the WCHL podcast already know that the rankings, Ooh. that's right, the rankings come out uh, like uh, two or three days ahead of time if they listen to the podcast. And so last week when the official rankings came out, podcast listeners already knew it, but Arizona was number seven. UCO was number 12, Oklahoma was number 19, Arizona State was number 20. So we had four teams in the top 20. Missouri State was 30, Colorado State was 37, and Colorado was 51. This week, sneak peek time, sneak peek time, um, we're going to have some serious movement, to, I, I think. so. We lots of Yeah, lots of movement going on here. That's right. So we'll have um, Arizona is going to drop a spot from 7 to 8. UCO will move up two spots from number 10 to number 12, uh, excuse me, from 12 to 10. 
Uh, Arizona State is going to move up three spots from number 20 to number 17. That's huge for those guys. Huge for them is right. Um, then we've got uh, Oklahoma is going to drop a spot from 19 to 20, which is also huge. Um, and then Missouri State drops a spot from 30 to 31. Colorado State moves up from 37 to 36. And Colorado moves up from 51 to 50. Now, that still leaves us with uh, four teams, four WCHL teams in the top 20. However, however, um, uh, we have the potential for one or possibly two auto bids to get into the top 20. Um, well, let, let me backtrack. The, the significance of having teams in the top 20 is big because uh, the ACHA Men's Division One takes the top 20 teams to nationals. You qualify for nationals. Yes. However, there are also auto bids for particular conferences, and if that auto bid, uh, the, the team that wins the auto bid is not in the top 20, they will eat a spot out of the top 20. So, in other words, um, there are, uh, ni- like, let's say Niagara. Niagara is ranked, I don't know, uh, here, they're number 40. They're going to be number 40 this week. Um, they might win their conference. That means that they would be slotted in at number 20, and the number 20 team would be would, bumped. Would, would be bounced, yeah. And right now, that number 20 team is Oklahoma. You know, last week, that number 20 team was Arizona State. So, yep. Um, so basically, in order to be safe, you want to be 18 or better in the rankings. Um, 19 might be um, might be safe because uh, the other team that has a possibility of getting in is is Pittsburgh. I, actually, I take that back. It's the winner of the uh, playoffs for the College Hockey Mid-America, which is a, a little conference out of Pittsburgh. And right now, Pitt has won the regular season. So, you know, you think, you hope that they might win the, um, the, the whole their, thing. Yeah, you might, they might win their playoff and get the auto bid. Pitt right now is ranked number 18. So um, they wouldn't eat a spot. They're already there if they win it. Um, so it would really stink, though, if like Pitt lost the game or, or lost in the playoffs. <laughs> right. And let's say uh, a team like Robert Morris, Pennsylvania, number 34, won it. Yeah, you know, Pitt would still go. Robert Morris, Pennsylvania, would go, and that would bump nineteen and twenty out. So, anyways, yeah. anyways, all yeah. that to say, the rankings coming up. Arizona is set for nationals. They'll uh, they're they're going to be solid. UCO is set for nationals. They're going to be solid. From where they are, they look like they're going to be playing on Saturday in the five through tw- uh, five through twelve games. Arizona State looks to be solid. Um, and, you know, I know that there are some people out there that might argue with that, a, a ranking wizard. Um, but um, uh, unless I think unless they get blown out uh, by Arizona this weekend, I think ASU should be okay. Um, Oklahoma needs some work and they need some help because they're number 20. They're yeah. right on. That's the bounce. Yeah, they- there will be an auto bid. So number 20 will be, will definitely be the winner of that Northeastern conference playoff champion. Yes. Yes. So they they need to win and they need some help. Yeah. They need to, they need to win to, to help themselves out here. Right. That's right. uh, Get a little help around them. And I think the rankings wizard, doesn't he owe me a milkshake in Frisco? (laughs) He might, he might. If he's listening, listening, mark it down. I think he does. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll have to do a little late night run, huh? Well, I think yeah. we're going to, we're going to talk about that pretty soon. So, oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, 
Hey, this is, Andrew, this is the last weekend of the regular season. Um, the games up through Sunday, March the 1st, are they'll count towards the national rankings. And um, also all games played up through March 1st will count. And then once uh, the games on Sunday, March 1st conclude, we'll have the ranking. Uh, we will know this weekend is the playoffs in that uh, crappy Pittsburgh league, the CHMA. <laughs> it's also the playoffs in that terrible New York league, the NECHL. So we will know the playoff champions. They should both be crowned on, on Sunday. So we'll know if we're losing, if we have one auto bid to deal with or two. Or well, if we're sucking up two, yep. Yep. So uh, we're, we're going to know this time next week, we're going to know when all, we're going to know the, the field for nationals. We will. Yep. We'll be able to give a little preview. Oh, yeah. Well, and, then we, and then we have a couple of weeks where we can just uh, vamp and uh, crap all over a lot of those teams. Yeah. Just bore these poor people to death. Yeah. Well, like, like we don't already. Yeah. I was going to say, what, what's new? What, what's <laughs> yeah. new there, Pussycat? Come on. Oh, geez. All right, but this is the last weekend of regular season games, which is That's just nuts. crazy. It is. It's nuts. We've already talked. Uh, there are conference games. Arizona State will go down to the TCC to take on Arizona for a pair of games. Those will be conference games. And Andrew, I'm going to get your predictions last on those. Okay. All right. Let me make a. Let me make a note here. Yep. Yep. We're coming back. We're going to circle back to the WCHL. Yeah. We want to leave the the best for last. The WCHL. Um. But we have a we have two teams that will be in the WCHL. Uh, next year, they're having they're making what we call the WCHL weekend. They're going to Colorado. That's Grand Canyon and UNLV. They're both going up to Colorado this weekend. Grand Canyon will be at Boulder on Thursday. Then they go to CSU on Friday, Saturday. UNLV will be in Fort Collins on Thursday, and then they'll go down to Boulder on Friday, Saturday. So Grand Canyon, Andrew, is number 38. UNLV is going to Nationals. They'll be number 13. Or they are, they're ranked number 13 right now. Uh, Colorado is 50. Colorado State is 37. So there you go. You've got uh, 34 Grand, uh, 38 Grand Canyon is going up there to take on 37 and 50. What do you think? Ooh. So on Thursday, I am taking Colorado over uh, Grand Canyon. Yeah. I think we're going to ride a hot goaltender in there. And then on Friday, I am going to take UNLV over Colorado. Okay. Colorado State, you mean? Yes, yes. Okay. Don't want to get, I don't want any Rams and Buffs fighting saying, hey, we call them all the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And then I am taking uh, UNLV on Saturday again. So, Okay. Well, who who do you got on Friday then? UNLV. So you have. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think I got my things mixed up. So right. UNLV in Colorado. Yeah. State Friday, right? UNLV in Colorado State's Thursday. Yes, yes, yes. So then UNLV goes down to Boulder for Friday, Saturday. So who do you have in those games? Ah, uh, you know what? Call me crazy, but I'm taking hot goaltenders this weekend. Yeah. I'm. I don't know if they'll. I think they'll split. But I'm taking the hot goaltenders to pull out a win for the Colorados here. All right. So you're going Colorado one night and UNLV the next night. So you're saying Colorado will beat Grand Canyon, lose to UNLV once, but beat UNLV once. So Colorado so. Colorado will go two and one on the weekend. They will right. they will double they will triple their current win output because they've only won one game on the season. You're saying call they're me, gonna get two more this weekend. Call me crazy, but uh 
Call me crazy, but Grant Payne had a good weekend, and I I think he's going to carry that momentum over. All right, I like it. And Call then, uh, so and then on Ve- with uh, with respect to Colorado State, you have Vegas uh, beating CSU on Thursday night, but then uh, Grand Canyon goes up to the Ford for Friday and Saturday. Who wins those games? Oh, you know what? I am going to take uh, Colorado State on this one on both games, huh? On both games. Wow, look at you. Hot goaltender again. So CSU will also go 2-1. and one. I think they will. All right, Andrew. Well, you know, your predictions, are, they can be pretty good at times. <laughs> um, the, the blind squirrel finds an acorn every now and then, right? <laughs> <laughs> Lindenwood, the number three team in the nation, is going to head on down uh, I-44 to uh, Springfield, America, to take on the Ice Bears at the Jordan Valley Ice Park for Friday and Saturday night. Who do you got there, Andrew? Lindenwood versus Mo State. You know what? My gut tells me to take Lindenwood for both of these. Yeah. After after just seeing them a couple weeks ago here at our place, they were they were good. But uh, I think uh, I think I'm calling for a split here. Look at you. I think I'm going to call a split. All right. So you got Mo State and Lindenwood splitting on the weekend. Yeah, Mo State's been playing a lot better as of late here. So I think they'll uh, surprise Lindenwood. And, and steal one from them. If they do it, they're going to have to stay out of the box because yes. that power play for Lindenwood, we talked about it last week. It's kind killer. of deadly. Yeah. It's killer. Yeah. And if you can, and if you watch their power play a lot, it's a lot of stuff with, within, within the dots there. And so if you can kind of keep those guys to the outside, you might be all right a little bit, but as soon as they start working that puck into the middle, you're toast. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. Well, hey, look at that. Keen analysis and scouting, courtesy of Andrew Majorkurth. But don't listen to that because I'm not a hockey guy. Yeah, you're definitely not a hockey guy. Neither am I. Yeah, Neither am I. yeah no, <laughs> no, not at all. I bet you nobody <laughs> listens to this as a hockey guy. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. All right. Hey, um, Oklahoma, Andrew's Oklahoma Sooners head uh, up to scenic Ames, Iowa to take on the uh, Cyclones up there at the Ames ISU Arena. And Andrew, what's the one thing we always say about going to Ames? It is a great place to win hockey games. It's a great place to win, especially as a visitor. So uh, what do you got for me? Oklahoma at Iowa State on Friday and Saturday, knowing that Oklahoma probably needs a couple of wins in order to get into the Nationals field. Yeah, they need two wins here to get in. And you know what? I think uh, I mulled over this one for a little while before I made my predictions here. And And Remember, uh, before you make your predictions, remember, you have to work at the rink where these guys practice. They will probably see you tomorrow. I'm not. I'm not worried about one of them. (laughs) <laughs> all right famous I last not, words i am not worried about any of those guys if we see you stuffed in a trash can later on we'll know what happened we'll say well like you should have been worried andrew nah, they won't they won't mess with me because they want their skate sharpened so all bark and no bite huh <laughs> yeah yeah they won't mess with me too much <laughs> they uh all right talk it to us but but yeah no i was thinking about it and we know that iowa state struggles to score goals they uh we heard that from their coach personally so, knowing how uh, Phil Babb can play, he can get pretty stingy back there in the net when he wants to be. So, with their backs on the line, I think OU's going to take two here. Look at you. Look at you. I like it. I like yeah. it. I hope yeah. you're right. I think, I, yeah, I think uh, as solid as, as Phil Babb can play in net and uh, as much trouble as Iowa State's had scoring goals this season, I think uh, the two are going to favor in OU. 
Good, good. Well, hey, let's hope that that happens because it would be great to have four WCHL teams at, the, at Nationals. So, uh, yeah, and it would also be good to kind of knock, put the, co- the nail in the, the final nail in the coffin there for Iowa State. Hard, yes. to be- hard to believe that the team that played for the national championship last year, the team that finished number two, might not even qualify for nationals this year. Not, not even make it back. How about that? That's crazy. All right, and then, hey, we got to circle back. It's the conference matchup, the final uh, conference games of the 2019-2020 season. Arizona State at Arizona at the TCC. I'm sure it'll be packed. I'm sure it'll be a madhouse. Who do you got? ASU versus U of A. And Andrew, before you before you give me the predictions, know this: Arizona has already clinched the WCHL championship. Yep. And uh, in the Cactus Cup series, which goes to the winner of the U of A ASU series, they play eight times this year. Arizona State right now has four wins, and U of A has two. So, with armed with that information, who do you oh have? boy. I am going to take on Friday night one of the schools from Arizona, and on Saturday <laughs> I am also going to take one of the schools from Arizona. Oh come on, what a punk move that is! Weak sauce, weak sauce. Uh, but I think, in all reality, I think we're going to see a split in the desert. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I don't see uh, I don't see either team going in and getting a sweep of. Of the weekend, I think uh, a split is more likely of what we're going to see come out of it. It's kind of it's going to be kind of interesting, especially to see how U of A comes out. They've been off the past few weeks. Um, yeah, and so we where, don't, yeah. Whereas yeah, Arizona State's been on the road. Uh, yeah, so. and we don't know what their uh, we don't know what their practice situation's been like. If the AHL team's been in the building, if they've had ice, or if they haven't had ice, so. Yeah, who knows what we're going to get. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. It'll be fun to watch. So, all right, Andrew, one last thing here on the, on our predictions. I have to give it up to you because last week, you know, we made a big <laughs> deal about number two, uh, Liberty, was hosting number one, Adrian. And, you know, I would say, nah, they're going to go split, right? And you said, yep. no, 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 no. Liberty's going to get them both. And I believe you are correct because Liberty got them both. Liberty won. Liberty got them both. Both games. Now they were. I think they're both one goal games. Um, yeah, two, two, one Friday, and then four, three, on Saturday. Yeah, and they were both scored late. I think on. on I watched Saturday's game. It was played in the afternoon, and the Liberty scored with like forty-three seconds left to go in the game to win it. Yeah, they they scored with uh, fifty-four seconds left on Friday, and then yeah, like you said, like forty-three seconds or something like that. And the place on Saturday, the place went nuts. Now here, here's the best part: number two beats number one. Um, so props to Andrew for your correct prognostications. <laughs> so, uh, but you would think in the what? What do you think is going to happen in the computer? Oh, they won't go anywhere. It'll stay one, one and two. That's right. That's exactly right. They, there was already uh, a fella who I know from from Liberty who was saying, "Well, hey, you know, we just swept number one. I wouldn't at all be surprised if uh, Liberty moves up to the number one spot this week in the computer rankings." And I'm thinking to myself, "This isn't football. Yeah, no, this is it, computer. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. I think I said it last week that I was I was kind of a doubter of Adrian that they hadn't really played anybody all seasons. So that's why they had run the gamut so far, and then." Uh, they finally run into somebody tough and they and they lose too. So Yep. I'm still I'm still not on the Adrian train with them being number one. Well, granted it was at Liberty, and we know that there can be some home cooking at Liberty, but uh 
yeah, Adrian finally loses, um, which is good for the computer rankings because it, it what it means is um, you know the computer hates the computer likes numbers on both sides of the equation, and uh, with Adrian being undefeated, there was numbers only on one side of the equation, right? Wins, yeah. there were no losses. Yep. So now the computer's uh, loving us, um, and uh, uh, Adrian has lost two games. The only games they've lost this season were to number two, whereas Liberty, I think, has lost like four games, and you know, to like Rhode Island or Stony Brook or something like that. So, yeah, um, what 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 it did was uh, last week Liberty and Lindenwood were tied for the number two spot. And Liberty had the um, uh, the tiebreaker. What these two wins did basically it broke Liberty and Lindenwood apart, and now there's yeah, some serious separation. So. Gave him some, gave him a little bit of breathing room in there. Yeah, now they're a solid number two. So uh, good, good for those guys. And congratulations to Kirk Candy. Sent him a nice little text. He was, uh, uh, he he. They they've got a good thing going on out there at Liberty. Now whether they can uh, make it happen at reg- at nationals, who knows? Yep, but that could be a preview of the uh, championship game right there. Could be, could be. It's, could it's, be. Al- it's always always tougher to beat somebody for uh, a third time in a season too. It is. It yeah. is. But I'm still convinced that Adrian's going to play the season with only playing one tough weekend here. So <laughs> they're going to get to nationals and they're going to run into a lot of tough teams. Well, so. once 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 we can uh, once we get the field, we can uh, for, set for sure. We can go through and make some uh, uh, some predictions. So yep. that should be fun. But hey, uh, Andrew, let's, that's a nice little segue because um, as we were talking earlier, the top 20 teams uh, will make it to the national tournament. There are um, playoffs that are going to happen in that Pittsburgh League and in the upstate New York League. So those playoff winners will go to nationals uh, through the auto bid. One of the, if it's Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh, the University of Pittsburgh, the Panthers, if they win their playoff, then it won't need an auto bid since they're already number 18. Uh, but if it's anybody else who uh, wins, then that team will win an auto bid. Um, and Pittsburgh will go, and that would mean that numbers 19 and 20 get bumped. Um, so I think it's fair to say that the top 16 will right now are pretty solid and are going to make it. So that would be Adrian Liberty, Lindenwood, Ohio. That's one through four, five through 12, uh, would be Minot, Michigan, Dearborn, Stony Brook, Arizona, Indiana tech, central Oklahoma, Jamestown and Davenport. That's five through 12. And then 13 through 16, the other four spots that I think are pretty solid are UNLV, Drexel, the winner of the ECHA, a Philadelphia-based league, um, Drexel, Illinois, and Calvin. So um, so basically that leaves base, uh, um, uh, Arizona State, Pitt, Aquinas, and Oklahoma to fight for those last two spots. And... Um, uh, because or two or three spots uh so so we'll see we'll see so i th- yep. it's fair to say asu pitt aquinas and oklahoma are on the bubble um and pitt needs to win their playoff to ensure that they're going to get there oklahoma needs yeah. to beat AS, uh, iowa state and needs some help i think from some other folks to uh hopefully they'll get some help and pittsburgh will get in there uh, yeah so that uh, yeah they can move on yeah and if you're those two teams, uh, very very deserving teams to make it to nationals, I think. Uh, so yeah, just go out and win this weekend and uh, take care of that portion of it, right? Yep. And uh, they do it. All, all you can do is all you can do. So uh, just go out yeah. and win and um, let it uh, let it happen. Let it happen. So yep. If it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be, right? Got that right. All right, Andrew. Well, hey, let's uh, let's take another quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some uh, some other stuff. Sound good? 
Sounds like a deal. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is um, like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, there's a penalty for that? Yeah. Uh, and for a trip also, you know, oh. like that. And mm-hmm. for hook, like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, for spear, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. All bad. Bad. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you get free. All right, Andrew, you feel shame and then you get free. That kind of sounds like what's coming up for us here because uh, we're, uh, we're going to feel some shame and then get free of the season. Yep. Yep. It is right here upon us. Yep. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Hard to believe. Oh. Wow. It was, it was just the other day we were sitting here getting the season started, it seems like. <laughs> hey, um, well, I, I have some uh, minor mishmash things to talk about. I just want to say thank you to the good folks at uh, Roadie uh, uh, Microphones. I think I think I'm I'm saying that wrong. I call it Roadie, but that's because I'm an idiot. It's actually Rode R O D E. They sent us a nice little goodie bag uh, with uh, with some stuff because of our uh, cheapo little podcast. Really? And yeah, and because we're uh, we're proud users of Road products, so um, we just want to say thanks to those guys. It came all the way from Australia. Nice. I was a little worried when I saw that it came international that it was going to be, and it was in a sealed one of those mylar envelopes. I was like, oh, somebody sent us the coronavirus. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, did you, yeah. So if it get, if it spreads in here in Norman, I know who to go contact. That's right. But hey, the, the package was charred, and uh, it had some uh, charred koala hair on it, so I knew it came from Australia. <laughs> So, uh, so we're, so we're good. So I just want to give a special shout and, uh, thank you to, uh, the good folks there at road, uh, microphones for, uh, hooking us up with a nice little goodie bag. Andrew, you know, what's, uh, what's coming up this week. It's my favorite part of the year. Oh boy. It's Ash Wednesday. Come on. Lent is starting. Uh, I know. I yeah. know. I didn't, I didn't want to go there cause I feel for you. <laughs> you know how, you know, it's, it's coming up on Lent. How? Well, you, because that's when I, oh, I, I see your car at the local steakhouse every night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I wish. No, that's because uh, that's when you see all these cheesy commercials from these uh, fast food joints that all of a sudden are now specializing in fish. You know, yes. Arby's is now getting getting their fish sandwich and McDonald's is getting their fish sandwich. And, you know, Popeye's yeah. chicken is getting their fish sandwich. You're like, come on. See, in true millennial fashion here, I cut cable, so I don't see the commercials anymore. <laughs> uh, all right, so what are you yeah. gonna? Are you gonna give up anything up for when uh, for Ash Wednesday for Lent, or are you just gonna uh, maybe give oh, up the no. podcast or something? Or oh no, I'm keeping my foot on the gas and and staying par on the course here. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. You know, last year I gave up ice cream, and you and the wizard uh, we met down there at Nationals. <laughs> Um, yeah. immediately ordered two ice cream, uh, uh, shakes. Oh yes. Yes. And you, in fact, you brought that up earlier today with, uh, that the wizard owes you a shake or something. I, th- I think he does. I don't remember what it was, but I, yeah, I think he owes me one. Well, you guys are just busting my, uh, busting my chops there because, uh, I gave up ice cream. And so the first thing you do is, uh, you know, order up ice cream. And so <laughs> I, I think I, I'm debating, Andrew, I'm debating whether I should give up cussing. Actually, I'm wondering if I can give up cussing, but I'm oh, debating that, whether that. I give up cussing or whether I give up, you know, uh, soda pops, Mountain Dew, that kind of stuff. Hmm. You might go for cussing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, that uh, uh, high fructose current corn corn syrup, is not. it's not very good for you. It fattens you up and 
I'm already fat enough, so they, I might uh, give up sodas for 40 days and 40 nights. Well, there you go. You know what? I uh, I gave up soda, good Lord, four, probably four years ago now. Yeah? Just cold turkey one day. I had I used to drink Dr. Pepper like it was going out of style. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm talking like a 12-pack a day going out of style. And uh, I just said one day, like, I'm not doing this anymore. And that was four years ago. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, now I'll have a, I'll have a little drink of a Sprite here and there, but yeah. Any dark soda, stuff like that. I'm out. Well, I don't know if it's dark. I'm, I'm into the green, you know, I used to love that white mountain dew, but uh, they don't make it anymore. At least I can't find it here in, in Oklahoma or Texas. I can find it in Colorado. Um, it's called white out. And uh, boy, uh, you you were talking about having a little sip. I would, you know, have like one for every period of a game. I would watch. <laughs> Holy yeah. smokes, that stuff was yeah. awesome. If yep. I, no, I, I asked the doctor the other day when I went to him. I asked him if he could give me a port, and I could just kind of hook my screw the bottle end of it into my arm and just mainline yeah. that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was probably like, oh, I don't think so. No, oh, he 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 talked. He started talking about all other terrible things. I was like, yeah, I don't pay yeah. for this. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's well, what, all right. So you're not giving up anything. No, no. I'm going to keep my foot on the gas here. Yeah, well, all right. I'm probably going to. It's cussing or sodas, and it's probably going to be easier for me to give up sodas than cussing. Well, so. I was going to say cussing. Yeah, that would. Yeah, that wouldn't go very well for me. No. Because I'm I'm bilingual, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm bilingual, you. so yeah, Cuss- I tell that all the time to people. Cussing in English. I I tell it to my clients. I'm I'm trilingual. Yep. English, Spanish, and cussing. Yeah. Oh, geez. Hey, um, one, one, one other thing. Oh, excuse you. Morris. Oh, yeah, excuse me. See, that's God getting back at you for uh, not wanting to give anything up. He's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> he'll smite you really quick. Yikes. Hey, um, in the, uh, I don't know, what, Andrew, if you're familiar with um, a website out there called The Athletic. Um, but it's, uh, it's pretty, it's, it's an awesome website. They have long form stories, great sports stories. There was recently a story in there about, uh, that kind of pertained to the ACHA long time. Um, it's kind of, I bring it up because I, I just want people to be aware that it's out there. The longtime coach, um, in the ACHA at, uh, Robert Morris university, uh, Chico Adratus, he, he was mentioned, there's an article in there about some kind of really serious allegations against, uh, him and um you know the response um uh it, it none of the stuff happened on the ACHA's watch but um uh you know the ACHA had gotten some wind of uh, we had received one of those letters uh, uh from a from a player who had supposedly been abused by uh, coach Adratus and uh, the ACHA had to turn that around to uh safe sport and USA hockey and you know the article goes on and talks about you know that that kind of stuff, and I only yeah. I only bring it up not not to because Chico was a uh, he was a, a a fine. What I know of him, um, I, and I can only go off of my personal experiences with him, not the allegations or anything, because I wasn't that was long ago, and um, I'm not trying to excuse it. I'm just saying it didn't involve me. Um, uh, Chico was always a gentleman and was always uh, very kind, and he was a hell of a coach. Yeah. And um, I, I think you, you can just look at where Robert Morris University is now in terms of uh, um, where they are ranked versus where they were. Heck, they played for the national championship a couple of years ago. 
Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, and now they're outside of the rankings, uh, outside of the top twenty. So, uh, anyways, it's an interesting story. It's a it's a it's an important story, um, um, and um, I think it's something that uh, if you're interested in the um, uh, ACHA, but also interested in um, just what it is that um, uh, you know, safe sport kind of does. Uh, it's it's a story that I think is worth your time. It, it's it's sad and it's shocking. The allegations are shocking. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But um, um, and and not not trying to render judgment on anybody. But it, it was a, it was a big story in the world of college club hockey this past week. And so I uh, just bring it to bring it to people's attention, and you can make your own judgment. Um, I happen to li- like the fella. I don't happen to like what the allegations are, but. Um, uh, yeah, I, I happen to think an awful lot of uh, Chico, at least from from my personal experiences, and I know that he was, uh, um, I know that he's a, a very good personal friend for um, um, uh, the, you know, Coach Berman at Arizona used to coach at Robert Morris with uh, with Coach Adratus, and so I know that those two are extremely tight, and I'm sure it's difficult times, but um, uh, it's uh, it, it, anyways, it, it's important times, especially in this era of you know, what we're dealing with, with uh, the Larry Nasser uh, gymnastics thing, and uh, especially what, we're seeing it now in, in terms of the Me Too, you know, people standing up for themselves and just being yep. aware of, uh, of abuse and uh, acting appropriately. So, anyways, yeah. I probably rambled on way too long about it. It's it, Check out The Athletic if you can. Um, it's a it's a good little story, um, and I'm, I'm sorry that a, a friend is involved in it, but um, I'm also relieved to know that the mechanisms that are in place at least that are in place now and that the ACHA abides by um uh, were followed and you know kind of well they worked right they did their purpose yeah. they they, saw, yeah, they, they served yeah. their purpose yeah so, without a doubt yeah so without a doubt just leave it at that just leave it at that i was i when i saw it i was a little afraid that they were going to talk about uh, you know a certain team from down south that left a trophy in in the middle of a trash can and <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, a we, bunch that, of ding dongs. That Thanksgiving tournament's going to go down as uh, oh, one of the one of our greatest memories ever. Hey, we're, and you know, we're getting ready to go down to uh, nationals, and we're going to see a bunch of those guys that uh, that yep. were involved in that. Russ, uh, oh. Russ Slagle, and Andy Stores. Uh, oh. They were the off ice guys at, at Robert Morris, and I think poor Russ. Uh, uh, caught caught a lot of our our. I know that Andy and I had a had a semi-heated discussion there but he understood and i understood we're, we're very good friends now but uh i think poor russ caught us caught us at a bad moment in the tunnel there with that trophy <laughs> L- luckily luckily they associate you with that and they and they don't associate me with that whole act oh wait a second here hold on hey. oh yeah oh. yeah yeah, anyway. what a what a what a great moment in hockey history right there, though. <laughs> Holy smokes! Uh, all, all I remember is there was dads in the lobby asking where our coach was at, wanting to go get a hold of him. You remember the the uh, backup bus driver Dirk? Uh huh. Big Dirk, you know, big six foot six country bumpkin from Oklahoma. <laughs> he, he got he got wind of what was going on. He he stormed inside the building. Oh yeah, he did. To, ready to crack some skulls and we're we're throwing trophies and trash cans and ice chests and everything else and our crusty old bus drivers pulling away just laying on the horn <laughs> throwing his middle finger out the windows or pulling away and they're 
running down the street trying to catch us. Holy smokes. Trying to deliver the trophy that we left behind not once but twice. All the uh, while, you and I are sitting there laughing our butts off on the couch inside the bus <laughs> as we dive into a Portillo's Italian beef sandwich. Oh, God. That was, about that? Oh, that, that was awesome. That was I awesome. Remember, oh, I remember we went and got those and, and left some on the bus for ourselves. Oh, man. <laughs> that's, we were, that's, that's, that's why we were the brains of the outfit at the time. That's right. That is right. Jeez. Yes. Well, hey, we're going to see those guys down in Frisco at Nationals. And, Andrew, you know, it's coming up uh, here pretty soon. We, we need to have a little, uh, you know, things to do. I don't know if we want to do that now or if we want to do that later. But, boy, we ought to have a, a things to do in Frisco or while you're down there. So if folks. It, it, will, uh, it will be here in 24 days. Isn't that hard to believe? Three weeks. Just, just the other day it was 70-something. Wow. Wow. That's insane. 24 days. It's gone quick. Well, okay. Um, I would uh, just just off the top of my head, if you're coming down, um, you want to, excuse me, you want to go hit Bucky's, yes, which is uh, probably the world's greatest convenience store. It's the world's largest, I know for sure. But Bucky's opened up a new location in Denton, Texas, which is just about oh, at 15, 20 miles west of uh, Frisco. So. Not very far. Um, yeah, not very far, especially if you're coming down the interstate. Boom, just go right there. Um, I've, I've never I've never been to Bucky's. Come on. Never been. Come on. Yeah, never been. Never and, been close to, never been close enough to one. Oh, come on, Andrew. Yeah, no. I haven't been. You you're going to have to go. I know I I know where most of the Bucky's are and they're all in Texas, but I know almost where where everyone is. I'm no if, when I'm driving I plan my drive with, okay, here's a Bucky stop here in Madisonville. Here's a Bucky stop here in the Fort Worth side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been. All right. There's great barbecue um, in McKinney. Uh, there's great barbecue in Texas, most anywhere you go. But there's a particular yeah. place that I'm fond of. It's called Hutchins Barbecue. It's been featured on that, uh, I don't know, one of those stupid TV shows. Um, but, man, I, every time I get a chance, I go there. Hutchins barbecue it is to die for and you want to get there early because they run out of stuff so you know they close at eight so don't come walking in at 745 <laughs> expecting ribs expecting to get something yeah yeah you're going to get uh, the dregs of what's left over so come in around 6 6 30 and get what you want and they have uh the best thing about it andrew they have banana pudding Ooh, <laughs> i love me some banana pudding Hey, the, the Stars, the Dallas Stars are going to be in town. Last year, when we had Nationals, Andrew, the Stars were, were on uh, their Canadian road trip. Yeah, and I think they played one game against Pittsburgh, maybe. That's right, and then they got the heck out of town because they were scared of us. Yeah. The, the, this year, they figured out, man, those club guys, they're pretty cool, so we're going to hang around. And there are four games, four Stars oh, games at the American Airlines Center while we're playing nationals on the 20th they host the flyers on the 22nd they host the jets the kings come in on march the 24th and then they have the columbus blue jackets on march the 28th lots of of good hockey teams there lots of good hockey teams what that means is um they're going to be practicing um on game days they'll practice at the american airline center but on off days they will be practicing at the rink right next to the main arena where we're going to be playing our our games <laughs> i was going to say i think it was a uh what was it it was a saturday maybe the uh last year that the stars practiced while the nationals games were going on and i looked over the glass from the second story and i think there was more people with acha gear on 
watching that practice than there was watching the Nationals games. That's being right. Played. That's it right. It was crazy. I, there was a, uh, who is it, Zuccarello? He was coming back from yep. injury. He played, yeah, he was out there doing a little pre-skate yep, by himself. And, and, yeah, there was one, him and an assistant coach were out there on the ice, and then there was probably a, 100 folks watching him practice, and maybe yeah. 20 were watching the ACHA game going over on the other rink. Yes. And uh, I can't I can't remember what the guy's name is that runs the uh, building down there, but he took me and a uh, good friend of ours over and gave us a private tour of the Stars yeah. locker room and all that during when it was all going on. Uh, I'm telling you what, those folks are, they can be some good folks, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was, I don't have any pictures cause he told us when we walked in, he said, if, if you take a picture, I've got to take you out of here. So <laughs> leave your, leave your phone in your pocket. He said, but if, as long as you don't take any pictures, I can show you the entire facility. <laughs> and, and by golly, he took us all the way from the, uh, from the kitchen all the way to the head coach's office. And we yeah. saw it all. That's uh, Keith Anderson, who runs the uh, uh, runs the uh, Dr Pepper. Uh, uh, the, the, it's now called what is it called? The Comerica Center. Yep, the Comerica Was, Center. Yeah, where the stars practice. So yeah, Keith is a good guy, an older fella, right? Yep, yep, yep. yeah. He's probably late forties, maybe. There you go. So um, so the stars are going to be in town while the ACHA is in town, and um, I'll tell you what the there's some other things going on at the American Airlines Center. Andrew, do you like country music? I do not. Well, there you go. Dan and Shay are going to be there on the 21st. So I, I don't know if that's two boys or a boy and a girl uh, or uh, I, I couldn't tell you, but Dan and Shay will be there on, uh, on the 21st, uh, Sturgill Simpson, who is a, I, who I do know very well. Um, uh, he'll be, he'll be playing a concert on the 27th and in between there, the Dallas Mavericks, um, and Luka Doncic. Are you a Luka Doncic fan? I'm not a basketball guy, but. The, Come on. Uh, no, I'm not a basketball guy, but I, I have seen what he's done this year, and it's been impressive. Well, the Mavs are going to be hosting the Rockets on the 23rd, and the uh, Mavs will be hosting the Utah Jazz. So those are two playoff, uh, playoff, uh, I guess, bound teams. So those could be two good games. If you're bored and you don't want to – if your team is not playing at Nationals, you can go see them uh, at the American Airlines Center. Andrew, you know what else is good to do at the ACHA event? Hang out with us. Well, besides hang out with us, and we're probably going to be bringing the uh, podcast down there, but celebrity watching. It, yeah. Serious. Serious. We had some celebrities down there. Didn't you know you that? Can't, you can't call you and I celebrities just because we have 13 people that listen to our podcast. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. Oh, man. Burst my bubble. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, he, he was he was there last year, the head coach, or the, now he's the former head coach of the Nashville Predators. Peter Laviolette was there watching his boys play. Um, Craig Ludwig, former NHLer, now he's on the uh, uh, broadcast team with the, with the stars. Yep. He was wandering around the facility a few times, so uh, it's kind of fun if you're if you're paying attention. You can see some, uh, some yeah, you can see some big wigs, see some big wigs, and they're just normal people, you know. Yep, just like, like just like you and I, just like you and I. Now you know La Violette would t- was taking pictures with fans. You and I won't take pictures with fans because we're that way. But uh, yeah, we're too cool for that. That's right. That's right. Um, and Andrew, I know uh, this is going to be of uh, big import to you. The uh, Texas Pinball Festival that will also be at the. Uh, it won't be at the Comerica Center, but it'll be at the Embassy Suites, uh, right next door to the Comerica Center. Yeah, we saw we saw those nerds last year down there walking around <laughs> outside. <laughs> yeah, they they were like, "What's hockey? What's that?" 
Yeah. Yeah. I think we saw a few of those nerds out walking around. I think we had some in our hotel too. <laughs> you could, you could, you could definitely tell the hockey crowd uh-huh. and the pinball crowd. Yeah. How, how could you tell them? Well, you know, some guys were walking around with those, uh, what's the anime, um, Dragon Ball Z <laughs> pins on their shirts. And, uh, there was others that were not walking around with anime, uh, Dragon Ball Z pins lot, on their shirts. A lot, lot of chin beards. Yep. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of cargo pants, a lot of cargo shorts. Yeah. Not That's a, just a place to store your peanut butter and jelly for the day. <laughs> <laughs> not a whole lot of females. <laughs> no, no. Lots, of, lots of dudes walking around together. <laughs> lots of dudes over there at the uh, at the at the uh, Texas Pinball Festival. <laughs> oh, jeez! You're going to get us in so much trouble. Whenever we talked about that last year, we were like, "You can't believe what's going on down there." At the same time, yeah. And I think I think the pinball tour came through Norman, where you and I are at. <laughs> oh no! Like the week, like the week before at the big embassy suites there, because I saw him. <laughs> we were, my wife and I were out eating lunch one day. And I saw some guy with a pinball convention 2020 or 2019 um, shirt on. And I was like, oh, God, there's those people. <laughs> those <laughs> they're in, people. They're, they're in Norman. I was like, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're too much. There's those it, people. And then I immediately looked for you. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was coming. Where's Perry? (laughs) Perry was winning. Man, I put my quarter down. I was waiting. I I had my spot reserved. I was going. Yeah, where's Perry? I was making everybody wait while I was riding my turn out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy smokes. If you want to, uh, if you're not into uh, Andrew and those people and the uh, Texas Pinball Festival, you can, I'm sure the Allen Americans, I think, are playing down there too. So, yeah, that's the East Coast team. In fact, here I'm looking at it right here. They play uh, the Rapid City Rush on the 19th, and they play, uh, they have two against the Idaho Steelheads on the 26th and 27th. So, yeah. there's, a, there's okay. a lot to do down there. I've got a I've got a little buddy that plays on the Rapid City Rush team. No way. Who? Yeah, Tanner Cardi from Oklahoma City here. Serious? Yeah, well, he is. He is a Rapid City Rush. Oh my gosh! How about that, man? How would you like to play hockey in South Dakota? Hey, you know, I think it'd be all right the the first month of the season, and maybe depending on how far you go into it. But if you got into like April and May, maybe up there, yeah, it'd be great. But yeah, those winter months, yeesh, not so much. Yeah. yeah. Not, not so much. Wow. All right. Tanner Cardi had no clue. He was playing for the rush. He does. Good for him. Good for him. All righty, Andrew. Well, Hey, I think that exhausts, uh, we're, let, let's do this. We're going to know this time next week, what the uh, 20 teams are that are going to nationals. Um, so we can talk about that. I think we're going to try to have a special guest come on for a, um, a special podcast coming on here um, sometime later on this week. That should be fun. We'll get a different yeah. perspective of hockey yeah, games. We'll, we'll give everybody a little bit different perspective. So we'll let your imaginations run wild. What well, that might be. Yeah, we'll just tell you. He, some people allege that he's blind, but um, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. He's 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 a great guy. He is a good dude. Uh, chip off the old block. So uh, hey, we'll 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 talk to uh, we'll talk to our special guests, and then we might even try to get a third person or third or fourth. We might get some prognostications from some of the folks that aren't going to nationals, but have seen some of these teams um, with uh, with nationals, and uh, you know, kind of get some uh, get, get some other other opinions as to who's going, who's who thinks that uh, who's going to do what down there at nationals. Yeah, who's going to cause a stink and who's not, right? You know, I, I saw the Adrian uh, Liberty thing, and, uh, you know, while some people are saying, oh, that's one, that's two, I was not really all that impressed. So 
Um, and and, and I, I'll, I'll, I'm not saying I wasn't impressed with the quality of play. What I'm saying is I didn't think that one was just killer. Um, yeah, any, yeah. So I think the Nationals here could be uh, wide open again. Yeah, I think, uh, and and we just saw these guys, and and we can ask Missouri State after the weekend, but for me going into it, I would consider Lindenwood probably the top dog, the one to watch out for. Yeah, they were because they were they were pretty dominant. They were dominant they last year, and then they lost to uh, lost there in the final or semifinals. So semis, yep. Yeah, and you know, I'm not I'm not discounting. I think Liberty and Adrian uh, will probably be there in the end. I'm just saying uh, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the two, one of the two of them stumble. So, yeah, I could I could very well see a Liberty Lindenwood final if it aligns. Yep, I think even Minot might uh, might yeah. Minot finds a way to get there all the time. So they do, they do, and mm-hmm. I think uh, and I think our boys from Arizona, you know, they're they're going into it highly ranked. So. We know how those guys can play. If they get hot, they could they could cause a stink down there too. So, yep, yep. yeah, I think it's wide open. I agree with you. I, I think it's so. wide open. Looking forward to it. We're going to bring the podcast down there. So, uh, you know, hit us up if you if you if we see you wandering the concourse down there, we might uh, invite you up and throw you on the podcast for 10, 15 <laughs> minutes. So, uh, be, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> and, and and please no cussing since I might be giving up cussing on fresh Wednesday for Lent. So no cussing. If you see us on the, on the, on the concourse. Okay. Don't <laughs> give it, give us the finger, but, uh, don't come up and say, will you F in this and you muckety muck that, uh, don't, don't do that but, because I would hate to, uh, I've, I've got to watch my P's and Q's for 40 days and 40 nights. Now we are, uh, no, we do have a, a special dinner coming up Friday and I was told that I needed to invite you. Oh no. What it. is what is this? So we're, uh, I mean, there's not going to be any fish involved. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> uh, they, uh, every time I hear Ash Wednesday, I immediately start laughing at all those times. I took you to the steakhouses on Friday nights when we were out, <laughs> when we were out on the road recruiting. Oh, I'll tell oh. You what. oh I, I wish, you know, years and years and years ago when I was a kid, uh, growing up in Boston, Pope John Paul II came to Boston. And my teacher at the time, uh, Mr. Maloney, no, it wasn't Maloney, it was Mr. Goodwin, um, my English teacher. He offered to, we had the day off from school and uh, to go see the Pope, right? And he said, anybody that comes back with a picture of the Pope <laughs> will get an A for the rest of the year. Well, that's easy. Oh, yeah. So, that, exactly, right? So, you know, me being Mr. Goody Goody, I thought, well, I'll just bring my Polaroid and, you know, maybe I'll catch a, a, a shot as the Pope goes by, you know? Yep. Not my, not my friend, David Rodriguez, who cut the picture of the Pope out from the front page of the Boston Globe um, <laughs> and put, you know, the, the, it's the Pope and the Pope mobile waving. And he put his school picture under the Pope's <laughs> arm. So it was like the Pope had his arm wrapped around him. Hey. <laughs> he proudly, David Rodriguez proudly presented that. Um, uh, to Mr. Goodwin, and uh, while we all had a great laugh, he did not get an A. <laughs> hey, I, I'm I'm right there with him. Uh, a for effort. But uh, anyways, I had uh, at the time I, I I had made up a little uh, like a little notepad, you know, from the desk of John Paul II, and so I could you know write special notes, you know, to give my friends special dispensation, and uh, you know, please allow Chris to you know. Uh, walk into the ladies' locker room, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. JP, yeah. JP too, right? And uh, 
Uh, I, boy, if, if only I could have one of those now. That'd be great. <laughs> Jeez, a little, a little, a, a notepad from the Pope. He would uh, cut me some special. Please allow Chris to eat steak on Fridays. Yes. Oh, God. I, uh, I, uh, I laugh. I took you to so many steak restaurants on Fridays out on the road recruiting. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm telling you, Texas Roadhouse down in Wichita Falls, the uh, Big Texan Steakhouse out in. Uh, I, I was the only person in the Big Texan Steakhouse eating catfish. <laughs> Oh God! I'm telling you what that was. That was my personal hell. So I, I need I need to get one of those pads from from the, from the from our current pope. So. Oh, I I laughed. I thought it was funny, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, jerks. You and your you, you're gonna. So I see what you're gonna do this year. It's gonna be uh, uh, steaks and ice cream, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And probably White Mountain Dew. <laughs> White Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, it's going to be uh, oh, oh. It's gonna be a constant trip to In-N-Out Burgers to get a uh, oh. to get a, to get get a a double in what is it called, monster style? Yep, animal style. Animal style. And then, uh, yeah, and get one of those delicious vanilla shakes to wash it all down. <laughs> all right. Well, you might be um, sleeping in the hallway. Um, not in a nice uh, room so uh, oh geez all right hey uh we want to appreciate we're sorry that we rambled on uh we appreciate everybody uh putting up with the podcast uh, throughout this all, almost this entire season we've only got a couple more weeks to go follow the western collegiate hockey league on twitter at western chl we're also at westernchl.com it's this time of the year when you want to follow the acha on twitter um at least men's division one acha men's division one um especially you want to follow them probably on Sunday, March the 1st, maybe Monday, March the 2nd, because that's when uh, a lot of, I think a lot of information is going to be coming out as to who's going to nationals and stuff. Yeah. Um, the ACHA, if you're interested in uh, men's division two, it's a step down. It's kind of, it's okay. Hockey, uh, but their regionals are going to be happening this upcoming weekend, uh, the end of February, first day in March. So Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for a couple of them and uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the other ones. You follow their uh, Twitter feed at ACHA Men's D two, and then um, yeah, we're gonna. I mean, it's it it is upon us. Twenty four days. It is twenty four days. It is here. Men's Division one gets going March nineteenth through the twenty fourth. Um, men's Division two gets going. I think it's the twentieth through the twenty fourth. Then after that, ACHA Women's Division one, Women's Division two get going along with ACHA Men's Division three. Um, and everything finishes up. The men's three will finish up on uh, March the 28th, and uh, women one and women two will finish up on uh, Sunday, March the 29th. All the championship games will be played at the Comerica Center there in Frisco. Um, men's Division One and Women's Division One. every single game will be in Frisco. Men's Division Two, Men's Division Three will be at the Children's Health Star Center in Plano, and Women's Division Two, including their semifinals game, will be at the McKinney uh, uh, star center, the children's health star center up in McKinney, Texas. So, um, one tournament pass will get you into all 103 games, 72 <laughs> teams. I mean, it's going to be a wild time down there. So, uh, looking That's forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be fun again. It was a good time last year and, uh, this year won't disappoint. Yeah. Well, it might, if you go steak and ice cream on me. So, uh, especially know. on Friday, <laughs> especially on Friday. God. All right, Andrew, let's any any more words of wisdom or do we need to get out of here? I say we get out of here. All right, let me hit the button and you can do your business. Here we go. 
All right, everybody have a great week. Safe travels to the teams going to and from. And we will catch up on the flip side here.